I saw a bassist flute. Wait, like a, a TikTok a bass flute or a yeah. bassist playing the flute? No, uh, it was a it was a flute designed. It, it was it went <laughs> down like, like a big saxophone. It had big old pipes and was super long, but you played it like a flute. But it was a bassist flute. It was uh, it was pretty wild. Wait, no, I'm not. I'm not trying to disparage you here. Did you maybe see a bass clarinet? No, it was it because cl- bass clarinet. A looks clarinet like you shove in your mouth. No, no, no. A no, flute. No. You curl your lip over and blow down. Wait, so it was a flute like this, but it just was. But then long. it went down, and then it went down and went a big it had pipe. A bell? It, I don't know if it had a bell because it was just kind of a shoulder shot, but I could see the curve down and the big pipe, and it had some low tones. What will they think of me? I know. It was kind of cool. Flute. It was kind of cool. Hey, uh, welcome to a Center and Saints podcast talk. with Patrick and Ben. Welcome in. Bringing to you live. Uh, this is the podcast yeah, where we talk about the best and Brutus, uh, the, the podcast mascot. Um, this is a podcast where we talk about uh, us at our best and and our worst. And we do that through uh, three scheduled spirits. The first spirit being a, a drink, a cocktail that Ben usually brings in, except on the zero episodes that we switch up our roles. Ooh, uh, those are terrifying. Those are scary. <laughs> ben sweats so much. He gets so oh, nervous. Guys, you don't even uh, know. The meat of the, the episode, well, the meat, I don't know. Maybe the meat um, is the, the, the center and the saint moments of our stories and our lives. We, we always uh, go those from first person. We never want it to be gossip. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And it is sometimes uglier. It really uh, is. Than, yeah, rough. It's rough. We are, we are not role models. Uh, and then uh, we close out with a saint, which is just a simple blessing that I try to cobble together at the last minute from the conversations and all the rabbit holes we, we chase down. Yeah, so, the spirit at the end is always nice. It's a nice way to end and send us off, and it's it's delightful. Thanks. So, um, like sometimes it. at the end of the first spirit, that... Second spirit is a little hard to think about. <laughs> it's real loosey goosey. Uh, so I, I appreciate that compliment. You wanna you wanna get to the bar? Uh, hey Eddie, uh, fire it up for us. Take us off. It will be exactly time to get a drink. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now that's not a bassist flute. That's uh, that's a violin. Uh, that that sounds like a string section. That's a yes. Yeah. And, and, and maybe a, maybe a, a muted trumpet with the ooh muted. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, and then his buddies. I don't know if we ever brought those boys in. His drinking buddies come in. Hey. Uh, once in a while, we get to that point. Yeah. Hey, Andy, good to, good to see you. Thanks for uh, thanks for the drink. What are we uh, serving welcome. up here, Ben? You're welcome. <laughs> uh, today we're having a Sazerac. A Sazerac. <laughs> is, we have Sasquatch. That's, that's the big hairy animal. Sasquatch. They've, <laughs> they've been chasing the big hairy animal around for a while, yes. trying to get a setting in that. Well, this is a big hairy animal. Here. Oh. Uh, we have talked about the difference between cocktails and mixed drinks, oh. and this is. Definitely Debatable. a cocktail. This is a lot of a lot of different things go into this. It's so, brown. Uh, so this is going to be a uh, mix of bourbon or rye and cognac. Oh, so both of those go in for the actual alcohol. This is dashes of Peychaud bitters and Angostura bitters. There's sugar in here, but then the thing that makes it pretty unique is you. Rinse the glass with absinthe. So don't, <gasps> if you make this, don't throw the absinthe right in because that kind of ruins it. You want to roll the glass in absinthe and that gives it just a nice flavor on the outside. Is this rolled with absinthe? This is rolled with This is, it's hallucinatory. We'll see what Oh, this episode, watch out. <laughs> 44 minutes later, Brutus is running the podcast. 
And this is a silence while we're drinking. Yeah. Yeah. In silence. This is a good one. This is this is a drink that I enjoy. Uh, I think last episode we did a drink. I forget what it was called. It was something dumb. And we, uh, but we, I'd never had it before. Ward 8. Ward 8. There you go. I had never had it before. Not um, the ninth ward of New Orleans, which we also talked about. We did. So this go back it. to that episode if you want to. <laughs> or we can just, let's just do it. Let's do it again. Redo. Total redo. Um, yeah. So this could, is. Could we recap, uh, go through, like, recap the episode? That, I don't know I why don't we would do that. Healthy. I don't, I don't know why we would do idea. that, but. No, it's. Go listen to that episode. I they all they all muddle together. I'm like I don't know when we talked about that with that. It, it is that, funny because as we're in episode that, 14, yeah. and as those episodes start to pile up, and we're, I mean we're not piling up. It's 14. It's not like we're at 140. <laughs> we're we're so accomplished you with this podcast. Guys, you guys, wow, you have no idea how yeah. lucky you are to be wow. listening. To 14 us. episodes in. Oh, uh, well, you're welcome. Oh yes, of course. <laughs> Give yourself a pat on the back. Uh-huh. Turn it up louder now. Why wouldn't um, you want to listen to this? This is your weekly episode of. Us Tom Foolery. <laughs> Ooh, I like this. So we do an accent. This is the accent podcast. Ooh, what uh, what accent would would you change accents or would you stay with one? I probably would change because even when I think I'm doing like one, it usually slips over. To, we do a lot of accents at home. Um, <laughs> accents going on over there. We, we yeah, we think we're pretty silly that way, um, and it usually happens at the dinner table. Um, okay, and we watch British baking shows, so that helps as well. But okay. Yeah, you have a much more fun-loving home dynamic than I do. Well, we're um, we're pretty playful. We we're not. Jokes aren't typically funny. Um, all business, all the time. Yeah, I can walk downstairs and just be like, "Hello, your hair looks just like <laughs> greasy pits when I used to live in the Moscow." And she'll just be like, "Weird, stop talking to me like Boris from Really Winkle. Oh. And I just be like. Where is Moose and Squirrel? Hey, well, when our when our when our when our marriages fail, maybe we can just move we in together talk, and just we can <laughs> sit and talk all the time. That so, we want to so here's react. the thing, like yes, lay it on me. Here's a here's a kind of a heavy question. Like, Give if, it. when we talk about accents, you can pretty much do you can do a lot of accents, right? You can do a British accent, you can do a Russian mm-hmm. accent, you can do an Australian accent, mm-hmm. Italian. Like you can get into. The Bronx, you get into some of the different American accents, mm-hmm. but I feel like the moment that you start doing two two particular ethnic accents, up. like you like you kind of move into that, like now you're being maybe borderline race. Like if you go into an, a, a, I would say actually three. So uh, I've Asian got two of them. Pacific oh, Asian okay. accent, okay Pacific Pacific, yep. Pacific Indian accent, or oh. or. Uh, b- black African American accent. Like if you go into those, then they're like you're yeah. just now you're just being racist. I would have said Hispanic and Ebonics. Oh, to the two really racist ones. Um, but you're right. I could see, I could see you know sub Asian that sub the, the the Indian area, and then of course yeah the Pacific Islander the the whole Asian. Yeah. Like, yeah, as soon as you start ABI, doing that, then yeah. people are going to get real uncomfortable. Like, you can do just about any other accent. That's true. But you move into those, and people like, are going to be like, uh, squirm, squirm, squirm. Because a couple a couple episodes back when we dropped the B-side, it was we were drinking a German beer. Mm-hmm. And we were, like, playing up the German. But nobody's probably out there just being like, whoa, guys, hang on. <laughs> hang on. We don't make fun of Germans hey, now. Hey, not funny. Let's dial it back. Yeah, by the way, that B-side was uh, Halloween, October 31st. Those yeah. are going to come out on holidays. If you missed that, go back and roll that back. Those yeah. are 30 minutes. Uh, different format. Just uh, just kind of shooting it mm-hmm. together. So, Absolutely. Now, I will say selfishly, I thought about this. And those B-sides are great. But if we do them on holidays, that means we're going to drop one 
a week apart on Christmas and on New Year's. So as as someone who loves me some me, uh, and, and the fact that my birthday is I love in, me some me. The fact that my birthday is in late January and your birthday is in early February, I say we do our B side. I say we do the birthday B side. Well, there's a there's New a, Year sucks. We've not talked about a lot of things. Like we've not talked about which holidays get precedent. Like Diwali was just that's true. It, it was, was last this last week. Yeah. yeah, right. And we did. We obviously didn't recognize Diwali, which is yeah. a Hindu festival of lights. It's the New Year. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, beautiful, beautiful. Some beautiful. My, uh, I've got to learn a little bit about that, and it's just beautiful holiday, um, and very colorful. The the Hindu and the Indian, they really boy they they know how to party. And, now, and using color and fireworks and food. Oh, the food. Oh, the food. Okay, so you're 100% right. I'm going to back myself off from being closed-minded American. And I think you're right. We should actually research, like, maybe we do Chinese New Year. Yeah, we need to think about and, this. Yeah. So, so we don't know what holidays we're celebrating yet. So congratulations. You're listening to a live meeting of the <laughs> Podcast. This is much, we're just trying to figure out This is crap. as much production as we get into things. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say um, we could start with the national holidays. Okay. Then, we're, then, then we can look at where do we want to diversify. I refuse to celebrate Earth Day, though. Heads up. I'm not. I'm not doing Columbus Day. So, but I think it, it's indigenous. It's indigenous. Day yes. Now. Is it officially? I believe so. It's terrible though. It's still a terrible holiday, and it's in October. And Halloween's such a superior holiday to, yeah. to Indigenous People's Day, anyways. Yeah. yeah. It's a. It's it's a. It's a government employee holiday though. It they is. They get the day off. It is yep. for whichever yep. side they those, want to sit on. Those government employees all get that day off. So, Federal and state. I think. Speaking of speaking of Columbus, did you have you ever heard this theory that? Um, that when Columbus was reaching the Western lands, mm-hmm. the ships were so enormous and so far beyond what the natives saw that they didn't see them. That their 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 minds of reality, like the the ships were so big and so so outrageous that they they actually their minds couldn't see them even though visually they could see them their brain was like that's not there and so they saw the waves coming in from that were the effect of the ships oh. have you heard this theory no i've it's, never it's heard a crazy theory. theory and it's and it's kind of uh, insinuated in um in apocalypto mel gibson's uh film in the early early 2000s where he i know i know you haven't seen the movie by mel you don't mel gibson was an actor he's an actor director he was in things like um uh, he was in a police series back in the 90s i know i know we're catching we're catching ben up here (laughs) hollywood is this this area in la california okay and uh yeah so we're we're boy we're okay got it we're good um, but in that, they kind of insinuate that at the end of the film when the when the Europeans land, and I don't know if that's necessarily Columbus that they're insinuating, but these the Mayan people don't really recognize it until it is right there, and then they oh. then they just see this big monstrosity or whatever, which is why um, why it was so easy for them to land. That's how like, they sneak attack? Yeah, maybe I don't know. It's it's an interesting little conspiracy theory no, or thought I've never process. Heard that. It's that or psychological whatever. I don't know yeah. how real it is, but it's interesting. If you know anything about that, listeners, uh, send us some send us some information because well, I I've heard it, I've read it a little bit about it, and I'm like, if that's true, how much do we not 
see in our life because it doesn't fit within the biases of our own understanding. Sure. Yeah, that would make sense. I remember hearing um, my my grandparents talk about when their parents first saw an airplane in the sky. They yeah. couldn't. Oh yeah. They couldn't fathom what it was. Huh? Because they're like there there are no airplanes. That's, there that doesn't no, happen. That, what that is that is terrifying. There's hmm. something far up in the sky that what's it doing there? Um, have you ever heard the uh, or read through the account of the the British naval? I believe he was an admiral by the end of his career, but he took a big hit in his career because he was one of the first people to ever like actually navigate under the North Pole. So because all the water connects under, and so he was able to actually connect under the North Pole. But then when he and another pilot flew over Antarctica, he had this like wildly outrageous tale of there's a lush garden in the middle of Antarctica. And his name, I believe his name was Thomas Bird. His last name is Bird, B-Y-R-D. Okay. But he goes on and like, they're like, okay, so you've gone crazy. And he's like, no. And then he testifies before, you know, the British. Parliament. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And he's like, no, we saw all this. And they're like, you, you're, you're a high-ranking officer. You can't be talking crazy. And yeah. He's like, I'm not talking crazy, guys. We saw this. We landed. There are woolly mammoths. There's lush gardens. There are, like, it's all in the middle of Antarctica, but it's close enough to the earth, like that the it's, core, it's not that freezing. it's hot. Cold. Okay. And so, but it's like, there's just, there's a, there's an opening where we, but nobody ever goes there. So nobody ever knew it because he was the polar explorer. So he was going pole mm-hmm. to pole. And uh, it's, it's weird. I don't know that I believe it, but it's also like, I, I... I believe in the possibility of so many things. Well, there, we've had explorers go to the South Pole, right? We have. We have. So, like, what? Well, this was back in the 50s. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I don't so know. So, you think the, it changed? Dude, ice is always changing. Uh, yeah. Snow. I, I mean, think about the desert. Like, the desert winds are constantly moving the desert around. Well, yeah, but so. to, to remove an entire habitat... Mm-hmm. Or do you, or, is, or are you saying the conspiracy like that's there and they're not letting that information be out there? First of all, I'm not saying there's a conspiracy anything. So because that's a hot button word. This might... I'm saying that there. I'm saying that ice can form. So if there's a if there's something under the ice, then there's you know eh, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> this is not compelling listening. <laughs> no, I think it is because <laughs> conspiracy theories are fun. Also, uh. Mel Gibson was in a movie called Conspiracy Theory. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, and that was a fun little movie with uh, Julia Roberts, if I believe. Movie. So fun. And, uh, how do you spell? Julia Roberts is a is a big lips actress that is beautiful. She she's known for her role. I think she's beautiful. I never appreciated that insult, but she was in Pretty Woman where she poses as a prostitute. Are there insults you do appreciate? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> oh, there's your center moment right there. You had the you had the most boyish. You, like, yeah. you, you know I do. There's some you know I do. wicked. By the way, this uh Sazerac. Sazerac. Um I expect to be on the floor by the end of this pod so- episode. Oh and no. You'll be finishing oh, this one out. I'll, I'll still be offering insight from the floor, but it's just going to be sound like mad drunken spouting. Y'all like poetry. <sighs> I'm just going to be quoting a lot of poetry by the end of this. From Walt Wiltman. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that it leaves a 
grasp real hard on my feet. I walk in the grass after Sh- I read. Sh- I'm gonna give Shel Silverstein some some credit. Mm. You can't go wrong with Shel Silverstein. I liked her when I was a kid. Hit yeah. her? Is it? Or him? I, I mean, thought it was a her. Yeah, he's very much him. He's a he's a black poet. Well, um. <laughs> guess I know who we offended today. <laughs> For whatever reason, I grew up hearing it was a her. I I. You're so confident that I'm doubting myself that I know, <laughs> but I know not. I know who Shel Silverstein is. Not not that I know. Like I hung out with the, the guy, he is or a, a woman. It is a black <laughs> man, um, or not. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're like eh, I'm pretty sure I thought of Shel Silverstein as a woman. Um, See, and it just goes back to you say anything with confidence, and you can disrupt somebody else's <laughs> mental chain where they're like, uh, oh. "I know, uh, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong." Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Center and Saint moment. We're gonna roll into it because I it's on my head now. Go um, ahead. It's, on, it's on the forefront of my thoughts. You always have these plans. You're so good. Well, I don't have them planned, but we were talking. We were talking about accents. Uh huh. Uh, and so, I don't know what you're talking about. So, yeah, so me more. I'm going to, my center and saint moment, at least my center moment, is going to go back to uh, an accent related conversation. Okay. Um, in, so I, I grew up in an incredibly uh, racist family. Yeah, same. Like, so any, anytime somebody, particularly a, a black person, showed up on TV, it didn't. If I was at my grandparent, my paternal grandparents' house, there was a comment that was going to be made. Oh yeah. Um, it, to, to the and and I always knew like that was wrong. Like I was like that's because I I grew up with a very uh, I, I grew up with a black friend, uh, Brad, who was uh, who was a great friend from Hey Brad Hey Brad uh, from from kindergarten or first grade, and then his grandparents. Uh, and his in his other family, but his grandparents went to my church, and his his grandparents were always so like I just looked at them because they looked like royalty, like they were so classy and they were so kind every time. Um, and they and they were they were kind of they were so impressive. They were kind of ominous. That's this is not where the story was going. Um, that's where <laughs> that's where that's where we are. Uh, anyway, um, and so I, I it was interesting. I I was never. I never had ill feelings towards the black community, even though my, my family did. And I heard that routinely. Um, uh, but my senior year, we had a foreign exchange student come to our small podunk school, um, small rural, rural, rural town. My people that if, if there's people from my hometown that are listening, they won't appreciate being called podunk. I don't know. Maybe they will. Um, they're not listening. They're not. <laughs> this is not broadcast. They're not listening. You st- they're like, you stole valedictorian. We're not listening to you, you <laughs> jerk. <laughs> um, we had an Asian ex- exchange student, mm-hmm. um, and his name was uh, was Pong. At least part of his name was Pong. P-O-N-G, Pong? He, sure. Pong, yeah, and I, and I remember like hearing about him, and I remember like having this visceral without having met him i had this kind of visceral hatred for him oh no and i and like i remember feeling it and being like why i don't even know this guy why do i not like him and then i found so at at some point in the year near the holidays my mom was like hey uh these friends of the family they have this exchange student who's from china and uh they need someone to kind of help 
hang out with him and host him. They're going to be busy or whatever, and they need someone to kind of entertain him. I've, I've offered you to be kind of his guide and his host. And I was oh, like, wow. and like it was kind of this, I don't want to host You're this. Like, but I think I might hate him. Yeah, it was my thought. Um, and so I did. I went and picked him up, and I actually took him to a family reunion meeting. Like we were at the, my family was having a, a family reunion holiday party kind of a thing, and all the cousins. And they, I've got a big mm-hmm. family back in Missouri, uh, which was super fun growing up with. I don't, my kids don't have that. They don't know that. And I'm like, yeah. I, I kind of hate that they don't know that. Um, but it was super fun, like having cousin, all these cousins and, and aunts and uncles and second cousins and third cousins removed. All that was was part of my uh, my environment growing up. And so I took him to that and we, and we introduced him to the family and we played, we played ping pong, which is actually what his nickname became in high school. We called him ping pong, okay. uh, which uh, is probably a little okay, racially but, insensitive. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, he was okay with it. Right. Yeah, that's fine. And, and then that night as I was taking him home, he's like, that was amazing. He's like, I don't, I don't have family like that in China. Yeah. He's like, so to see like, you're related to all those people? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, that's wild. Like, yeah, he's wow, like, how cool. amazing is that, that you yeah. have all these people that are your family? Yeah, like, really? it, I hate 90%. <laughs> what are you talking about? I was like, people? no, they're all they crazy. Suck. You know, they're all yeah. crazy. Um, but Doug drinks too much. Yeah. Yeah. So it, I guess that's the center moment of like this. Yeah. And, you and, took it for granted. Well, it was just interesting, like how I became programmed I wasn't going to hate black people because I had a, I knew someone and I was like, that's not true. Yeah. So I had an, an affection or appreciation for, for that, but I didn't have a connection to an Asian or a Chinese particular population. Mm-hmm. And so when I, when I was introduced to that, it certainly that's where the racism yeah. presented itself. Yeah. But then as soon as I spent time with him, like we ended up being good friends for the rest of the time that he was there as an exchange student. Yeah. And it, I got, and I, I always kind of carried that inner shame of like, I hated you without knowing you. Yeah. Because you were, that was the culture you were brought up in. Right. right? And, and, but, I, and it was all, like, it was never instructed. It's like my grandparents didn't sit down and say, listen, anyone who's of different color or looks mm-hmm. different or talks different or whatever, they didn't implicitly give me those. It was just in the culture, the environment of, of what was there. Oh, see now, my... My family was more direct. Okay. I guess is a good way to say it. And mm. and I should I think we should go on record as saying like we are very open minded people. We are not Incredibly. We, oh yeah. Yeah, we don't have those My family's more well, racially diverse than my neighbor than the street I live on. Right, right, right. Yeah. And and not so for me. I, I have a pretty racially diverse street, but Good also a very racially diverse family. Yeah. Um inside my house. And so I um I can remember a time where my, my mom grew up in North Carolina. That's not, I can remember the time she really did just grow up in North Carolina. That's not my memory serving me. That's a fact. Um, and my grandparents lived in the house she grew up in until they died. And we would go back I'm just, to see I'm going to, I'm going to crawl down here on the floor. Just so you know. Okay. Yeah. Just, just lie down. Lie down. down I, I got this. I got this. Hope y'all like Sylvia Plath. Uh, Is that a man? So, yeah, it's a man. Oh, okay. It's a man. Yeah, and she didn't commit suicide at all. <laughs> and so uh, we would have to go see them once a year. And I remember when we were younger, we went to a KFC, and 
we're I love me some KFC. <laughs> not a sponsor. Number one. Uh, do you know that's the number one it's, fast food in China? It's, it's KFC. Oh, it's everywhere in Jamaica. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. those people love. They Look, uh, they love the eleven spices. Pro tip: uh-huh. if uh, if you're not investing in Yum Brands, get in on Yum Brands because you're gonna. It's be- finger licking good. Yeah, and it's like Pepsi too. So like, <laughs> yeah, all the diabetics and people are gonna die early. They're they're making you money. Um, <coughs> so no, we went to a KFC and it was, so I had three siblings growing. I still do. They're still alive. <laughs> and then it was the three, my three siblings and my mom and then my grandparents. And I remember that my grandparents were seated across from my brother, Nick and I, who were, there were the two youngest. And my grandmother looks at my granddad and says, Frank, we're the only white people in here. Mm-hmm. And my granddad knew the cue. Looked across the table at us and goes, you boys eat faster. Oh. And we were like, what's wrong with black people? Like, why Why is it a big deal? That yeah. But I, my parents were, and my grandparents especially, were like, they would be driving through town and a black person, they'd lock the car door. Mm. And I'm just like, what? What are they going to do? Like, yeah. they're, they're just people. And like, it always, even from a young age, it resonated with me. I didn't get to choose to be born male. I didn't get yeah. to choose to be born American. I, I didn't get to choose that I was going to be white. Like, nobody else chose that either. Right. Like, it's just who you are. We're all just people. And there was just such that undercurrent of racism always, and especially against um, Germans and Asians, because my two grandfathers both fought in World War II. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad fought in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Like, it was... It was just that culture where it was, they hate us because they struck a war against us. Right. And like, and now we live in a day and age and we don't want to get too political here or anything, but like now it's the Arab community. Yeah. We're like, we don't want Arabs in our country. And it's like, why? Who cares? Like yeah. they're, they're people who Or, want, or Mexicans, like, Hispanics. Like that's. Here's the thing. So my family and I were what? Second generation Americans because yeah. our grandparents, some of our grandparents were from Ireland and it's like, we like. They, they weren't that far away. Right. Like their yeah. parents were from Ireland. Yeah. Like it's not like we're immigrants. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're we're immigrants too. So why does it matter if? Yeah, unless you're native, unless you have heritage. Yeah. Directly related, like, and I'm talking like, yeah. a quarter or a half. Like yeah. I, I meet these people who are like, well, I'm sixteenth, I'm one sixteenth Cherokee. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so you're you're nothing. Yeah. Like, and you know what I love <laughs> is I, I learned this um, from another podcast I listened to, but Canada refers to what we call Native Americans as First Nations people. First Nation, yeah. And I'm like, yep. yeah, because they were the first people they in were the here. nation. Like, yep. they, they should be, they should be the it. ones that are running everything, yeah. not us. Yeah. So, but yeah. Or at least have some stake in the game. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I hate to admit, I mean, center moment, I, I grew up with some of those racial undertones where mm. I... Um, I fed into some of that. I had friends that fed yeah. into that. Oh, yeah. And, and I, um, not like, I mean, to clarify, not like hate crime stuff, but no. like stupid, ignorant young boy talk. Yep. And and using epithets that aren't, you know, admirable and, and things like that. And I look back at that kid and I'm just like, what an idiot. Yeah. Like, what an idiot. And and our, our world has changed dramatically in the last 20 years. Yes. And for the better, in my yes. opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, more plural, more pluralistic, multi-ethnic. Just inclusive. Yeah, inclusive. Like just, yeah. Yes. And, and, it's, and it's a good thing because, I mean... It adds it adds uh, 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 dynamic yeah. to the fabric of society. Yeah. 
And you know, I, I have I have good friends who live in our neighborhood that are um, two men who've been married for a long time, raising an African American daughter. Yeah. And it's it's like that's wow. that's that's yeah. America. That's yeah. today's America. And it's it's an okay thing. But the people that kind of maybe we are political. Maybe we're just getting. Maybe we're just like <laughs> here's who we are politically. Yeah. Get yeah. on or get off. Um, but no, I think I think it's so important to be inclusive because you. You just have to remember, none of us chose this. Like, none of us chose who we got to be. Yeah. And, like, yes, our society was was run by and built by white Americans who wanted tax breaks, blah, blah, blah. But it's, like, at the end of the day, like, it's our responsibility to just be a, a human. Like, yeah. You don't have to be a man. You don't have to be a woman. You don't have to be white or black or Asian. You to be a human. Yeah. Do do better, be better. Right? That's my, that's kind of when it comes to these type of conversations. I'm like, do better be better which means you you the onus sits on those who have power access money wealth yeah. right you you've got to educate yourself in mm-hmm. that space yeah. um to do better to be better um in my opinion and it's it does it adds it adds dynamic it adds richness uh it it adds uh a, a certain um beauty and joy of life you don't have to like everything you don't have just because you know but you should at least experience try it try different things mm-hmm. um and it, and from that it, it's going to give you perspective yeah whether or not it's something that becomes your identity is is another another discussion or another level of that but at least at least have the perspective to be able to take that into your life and into your world yeah and i, and I would say if you let that become your identity you did that on purpose Right, like sure, you 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 are the owner or the author of your own story. Can be, and yeah. So there's a lot of people that, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll push back on that a little bit because a lot of um, all of us have been to a point where we're shaped, um, we're shaped by the the waters that we swim in, mm-hmm. with a level of acceptance, trust, and I would say a, a, a lot of ignorance. Yeah. But there should be at some point in your life where you say, okay, like, that's great. I needed that. And that was beneficial. That created that, you know, that gave me a sense of who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but there should be also this transition at some point in life where you recognize that and you say, okay, now I can be intentional yeah. with the waters that I swim in yeah, and the things that shape me and inform me and direct me and challenge me. Yeah. And, and boy, if you're not being, if you're not being challenged in your life, I would say you really need to take a serious look at what you're doing because we all need to be stretched. Yep. And if you're not being stretched in some way of your understanding or your perception or your reality of the world, yeah. like you're, that's, you're that, that's, it's detrimental to you yeah. and it's detrimental to those around you right. because you, I'm fine if you want to stay in your little corner of the world, but you can't stay in your corner of the world and uh, denounce the what others are doing so oh, if if oh, we yeah. so, so, <laughs> we got political so sir no, no i don't think so i don't we're think gonna so. well we're gonna keep going okay so okay center moment here i was um recently we just had a recent election last tuesday um if you're listening later heads up we had a recent election last what tuesday. and um but i have a friend who has a college-aged child who is a female and incredibly vocal okay about all things politics very very vocal i then learned she's not a registered voter huh and i was like 
what do you yeah no one how, how are you gonna influence all of your opinions yeah. mean nothing yeah and like i was you're a squawk box. they are close friends but i was unapologetically and unnecessarily critical yeah. of that where i was like then anything she says has no no merit, merit. yeah because is it is did you did you push that further did you be like hey like were you were you interacting directly with her no, no, no. Just I, her parents. Her parents. Are okay. Did yeah. did you did you did you lean in in that space and be like, hey, does she? Why is she not registered? Does she need help doing that? They like, have they have actually given her all the tools, like sent her the websites to register to vote, and she's just not doing it. Oh, uh, and it's and it's like I'm like, yeah, that's all. Then then you just want to be a mouthpiece. You're just being noise. Yeah, yeah. And, You're and noise. Then, yeah. You, that's, that's all you are is you have absolutely no, no intention of being part of the solution. You only want to yell about the problem. And I've got zero capacity for that. No, I'm really, I'm really proud of my daughter. My daughter's uh, away at college and she made sure that she got her mail-in ballot. Oh yeah. And, and, and which is her, her first chance to vote. Yeah. So she wanted to make sure she could do that remotely. And she was, she was texting us and asking like, how do I make sure that this happens? What's yeah. the process? And, and yeah. we gave her the links to do that. And she did that. And I'm like, congratulations. Like regardless of what you voted, whether or not I agree with it or don't agree with it, that doesn't yeah. matter. You exercised the freedom of your democracy, Absolutely. which is the beauty of those who live as citizens in, in the United States of America. You have a yeah. chance to, to have a voice. If you don't use your voice, then shame on you. Oh, absolutely. I, I 100% agree because if you have the ability to vote, go vote. Yeah. I mean, we said it on the last podcast. I think it was one of the very last things we said, but it was because the election was coming up and we were like, hey, go vote. And, like, my thing is I don't care who you vote for. and Or what the and, issues are, what the topics are. Like, right. locally here, right. school board issues are a very big thing right now. Okay. For our, uh, we, we have been targeted. We have outside donors supporting Supporting school board candidates. Yeah. Why Why do we care? Why do we want candidates who are being supported by outside money? Yeah. We should care about our local school board, the decisions that are being made yeah. by by local people and local money. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a really weird dynamic that we've been identified as these local lobbyists mm-hmm. as a circle of influence. Uh, and, and so they're... They're trying to influence and persuade that. And it's it's been incredibly frustrating. It has been for uh, about about three years since the beginning of COVID. The yeah. school board meetings have become a place of contention. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And, the, and they're filling up with antagonistic views and, and voices that are like, that say a lot without saying anything. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. It's so, been interesting. And, and I, know, I know listeners, we have obviously leaned into what is going to be the politics podcast. <laughs> um, we have our own political views, but it's important to know that we do live in a country that supports different political ideals. And so whatever side or sector you support, support it. Like it's, we're not telling you to do one thing our way. See it, t- yeah. yeah. Don't but, see it within our lens. See yeah. it within your own lens. Yeah. Really explore yourself. Um, the biggest thing is get educated. Like don't don't have enough information to be dangerous and then start yelling. Like do the deep digging. Do your research. Like, figure it yep. out. Figure out what side you want to. Don't take it on. at face value. Yeah. What What do you agree with? What do you not agree with? But But yeah. The the big thing is, I mean, we're not trying to shove politics down your throat because right. the biggest thing is respect it. Respect your own political, your own political views, but respect everybody else's as well. Yeah. Those in your social circle, your family, 
you know, it can get contentious. A lot of Thanksgivings erupt over politics. <laughs> like, you know. That's, that should be like, the case, right? It it should not, that's not the should onus not. of our family interactions. Like, that should be on creating new memories and stories with that unit together. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and we shouldn't let politics, um, the, the political views, those should, uh, part, uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, we're going to pass on that. Same moments. Same moments. Same moments of that. Um, my my saint moment is um, I don't know if it's a moment uh, other than uh, I've I've got some time that's coming up in a couple months where I'm going to get a little bit of sabbatical six week sabbatical and I get a turn off kind oh, of the regular nice. the regular role yeah, and repetition nice. uh, and if some people like for me that's it's it's from a clergy position uh, they always say five to seven years you need you need to take six weeks sabbatical right. Mm-hmm. Uh, 21 years in, into this, uh, I'm taking my first sabbatical. So okay. obviously not healthy, um, but yeah. we're trying to create some healthy patterns. Or okay. Obviously trying to find some rest, and I have a I have a board of of elders that are supporting that. Um, but there's also there are some businesses uh, out in the world that actually sub- that force sabbaticals upon their employees. Really? Yes, I learned about this recently, and I, I and I knew there were some that used to do that, but I was so refreshed to hear. Uh, from big corporations that force their employees to take sabbaticals every five years. Wow! And that that is that sabbatical is in addition to their personal pay time off, in addition to their vacations that they require four to six weeks of you taking time that is not work related and completely disconnected and removed from it for you to get deep rest and relaxation and step away. Remember who you are. Mm-hmm. Pour into your family. Wow! Develop your hobbies like that type that type of thing. And, so and the name of these corporations could be recorded you, off air. I yeah, you could. They could be, well. and I and I cannot remember the one that I talked to. It was a it was a financial uh, institution. That's uh, convenient. Yeah, I know. Oh, it was a financial institution that required their Charles. Who's oh, the no, te- no, no, don't say it on air. Oh, and they're not sponsors. So um, good. yeah, those people. Um, but anyway, I was glad to hear about that. Anyway, Delta Fawcett. That it, was Delta Fawcett. As part of that, um. I'm, I'm going to spend some time in Jamaica in the community that I've, I've worked with and ministered with. Um, but also because Jamaica is, you know, I've been going down there for 20, yeah. 20 years. Ever since I've known you. Yeah. Sure. Um, and so there, there is a second family mm-hmm. that is home. There is a homeness yeah. to me. And I hope that, and that, that, you know, sometimes I feel weird about saying that because it's, it's not appropriation. Like I'm not like I go home and I feel like I am with family. Like yeah. my, uh, my, uh, he calls himself Black Patrick. Uh, is Ke- <laughs> okay. my good friend of mine, Kevin, down there, who yeah. I'll 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 see and I'll stay with. Yeah. Uh, and and um and he's a great cook, uh, and very hospitable. But we just we just share so many things. So I, my same moment is like I got to connect with him on a we we connected on a video call recently. Nice. And kind of talked That's about great. like, hey, what are we gonna do while we're down there? Yeah. Uh, and and like that is a place you're so. The U.S. cell phone system doesn't isn't the same as the Jamaican, right? So when I'm mm-hmm. down there, like I'm disconnected, uh, and I am offline, and I it, that is right. Wonderful. So it is this, yeah. it is this digital haven, mm-hmm. and that the relaxation that my body moves into, I sleep amazing down there because I'm like I can't I can't do that. anything. Yeah, like you're just unplugged. I'm just here. Yeah, uh, and so I. 
Like that's coming out in about I don't know six weeks. No, good. Ten weeks. Um, uh, but I'm kind of looking forward to it. And the same moment at that in that is just like rest is important. Holy, uh-huh. I mean, being able to get back to yourself, recharge. your core, who yep. you are, recharge. Yeah. Yep. Uh, to not to not be driven by expectations or schedules or whatever. Like, yeah. I'm gonna get that for six weeks. I'm gonna spend a few days down there getting that, and not and not like. Beach Jamaica, resort Jamaica, like mountain Jamaica, mountain Jamaica, live in Jamaica, and Jam- Jamaican beaches, which are yeah. not resort beaches. Yeah. Like, yeah, um, and I'm, yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to if, that. If um, if you're looking for a plus one on this, <laughs> just just throwing it out there. I know a guy. <laughs> he he co-hosts this super silly podcast. Um, and if you you know just I'm just, you know, just putting it out there. It, it, you know, if you got the time, you. Can, Feel free to join I me. Mean, I've got I've got a lot of PTO built up. Oh, so, yeah. let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, be happy to do it. We record uh, episode uh, I don't know twenty four down there. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> take the take the microphones. Take the <laughs> yeah, on. yeah, no problem. Oh, <laughs> uh, how about you? Uh, Same moment? Uh, no, no, you got nothing. No, huh? no you got no, gl- no no glimmer, no, no shine, no saint moments. No, it's all just. No, even e- I, I, um, so, I'm, I'm going to push back on this. No saint well, moment in the because we talked about this in the way of kind of racism mm-hmm. and judgmentalism. So, no, like, not that doesn't necessarily have to be present, but this like this healing moment, saint moment, where you're like, ah, I made something good out of. Um, and if oh, not, yeah, that's, that's okay. But I, I just want to reframe it. Like, let's think about what we talked about. Yeah, let's no, talk no, no, about no. how we, yeah. how we've shared these moments. No, now I'm old enough to remember the past 45 minutes. So I, I, <laughs> I'm I, not, not with this, <laughs> not with this drink. No way, man. Um, I think there were. I don't know about like pushback moments because I don't know that like I've never been acutely racist. Like okay. I've never like picked on someone based on ethnicity or sex or anything like that. Like I've always been a pretty open-minded person. Uh, better. So good for you. I, I, I can't say that. Yeah. And so I, I don't, I just never, I don't know that I really ever had that, but I guess the saint moment is just not to me, but maybe to like the upbringing that I had, that they were willing to be open-minded enough to say, those were your grandparents and those aren't necessarily us. Yeah. And and because like my parents were on that edge, right? Where mm-hmm. they were like like I mean just directly sure. my mom still has some racial tendencies. Yeah. And things like that. But she never necessarily like gave that to us or like made us think that way. Um so I think the saint moment might be more for her than for me. Okay. We were we were able to grow up in a single parent household for a while. Um, where we didn't have to, we we didn't have to feed into that that her parents and my dad's parents had. Yeah. Until the day they died, they were racist. Till the day they died. I I think you have to be really intentional about undoing some of that stuff and seeing that. So I don't mm-hmm. I don't think it happens haphazardly. So I think if when you recognize those things within yourself, I think there's some of that that's kind of outwardly um, relatable that you can change. But to actually understand the roots. Of that, that really becomes a journey that yeah. you have to kind of own to delve into and to heal from within yourself mm-hmm. um, as you work on those interactions externally. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and it, it's funny because I know uh, uh, we might go a little bit long today, but whatever, shut it off if you want. I don't care. So <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the, years ago, because there's some racial bias in my my nuclear family mm-hmm. growing up. Um, years ago, we talked about uh, on a few like multiple episodes back. I took a friend of mine, Scott, home for Thanksgiving, and he's a black guy, and um, they were really nervous about it. Like yeah. my, my mom, my mom's a real control person mm-hmm. and, um, and there's some external family who are also, you know, racially biased in certain ways. And when we left though, my mom was like, that was the best Thanksgiving we ever had. She mm-hmm. was like, he was hilarious. He, he like got everybody engaged. He like mm-hmm. got us all talking about things we normally wouldn't have talked about at Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Like it was just, it was just a really good, he brought our family together but my family never could have imagined that. Yeah. Because they didn't just see that I brought my friend Scott home. I brought my black friend Scott home. Yeah. And it was that was the dividing line. Did you ever talk to Scott about that? I did. Yeah. And how he, was he that was that incredibly him. exhausting for him? Like was it so much work for him? Nope. Oh, good. He was good. like man, I like make, making people laugh. Yeah. I like okay. engaging people. I like sure. and he also though kind of likes pushing people out of their comfort zone. Sure. So yeah. I think he walked in the room and was like, we got Ooh, some I got here. some I got some folks I can hey, play with. Yeah. Yeah. Some fun. yeah. Um but yeah, so I don't know. I don't know that I answered your question from the Saint moment, but like just just kind of a, a little more peek into yeah. my family dynamic. The dynamics are there. And, yeah. yeah, I've I've never um I don't know. It's just I people are people, man. Yeah. Like it's just I think, too, I think people get, you know, uh, just a little bit here. I think people, too, like you hear these ideologies kind of shared. And, I, and anytime I've ever heard those, I was like, oh, these those people do these things. And I'm like, can you can you give me an example? Uh, one or two degrees of where that's where you've seen that in life. Yeah. And and oftentimes nobody is able to do that. And I'm like, yeah. the, be careful. They're not just they're, the boogeyman is out there, and the boogeyman is made up of, of fables and lies. And they, don't broad stroke your generalizations yeah, right. about that. So unless yeah. you have something concrete, a concrete story of someone you know within one or two degrees, maybe yeah. maybe let that go away. Yeah, and and take people as they are, take them at face value, and learn that story. So that that I'm going to take that into our takeaways. Like my takeaway yeah. from this is is um don't do racism. No, uh, don't, don't do. <laughs> Yeah, don't do racism. Yeah. Straight off. Kids, straight don't off. do racism. <laughs> if you're out there like, I'm here for the racism, leave. The, the second part of that is do um, a great, great philosopher and theologian, Dallas Willard, says uh, uh, curiosity and judgment cannot coexist. And so in the space where you're feeling judgment, if you can approach that with curiosity, your judgment will dissolve yeah. and you'll, you'll seek wonder and curiosity in the spaces that you'll seek understanding. Yes. Yeah. You'll, and, and in that, I think listening is so key. Mm-hmm. So listen well. Yeah. Uh, in those spaces. Yeah. Um, man, today was a heavy episode. I liked it. Yeah. Good. No, I, I liked it. I, yeah. It was, we, we, it was not where we typically go, but it's where we, we went, but we don't, where we, don't know, we don't know where we we're going. We never know where we're going 45 minutes ahead of We needed the right Sazerac now. to, to um, lighten. Yeah, the Sazerac really got us talking this, about. Isn't that, the, isn't that the thing in the Marvel comic movies? You would know. that. Know your audience. I think that's, yeah. Here's what I just learned. Patrick still doesn't know that I don't watch superhero <laughs> movies. But our lis- our listeners knew, are due, and I think that's, Super the Sazerac is what Loki, no. what all their, 
give me the Sazerac. I think it's, I'm pretty much sure that. I'm gonna Someone watch. orders a Sazerac all the time? Mm, they're looking for these magic stones that are Those the Sazeracs. Sazeracs <laughs> of cocktails. I also just learned Patrick doesn't know magic stones from cocktails. Eh, well, you know, I got your magic stones right uh, Who did we offend today? We offended racists. Oh, boy. If you're listening and you're KKK racist, is pissed. You're not going to like this They're one. pissed. Yeah. Um, we, uh... I might have offended. I might have offended my parents. Hope not. But mom and dad, I love you. Uh, my parents don't listen, so <laughs> up yours. Yeah, whatever. Um, well, I, I I recently just offended any Marvel movie goers. I don't know if my parents listen or not, but my my siblings are, are snitches. So a couple of punk punk ass siblings. Ah, <laughs> don't be snitches. <laughs> All right, well, um, on on that note, guys, thank you so much for listening to episode 14 of A Sinner and a Saint. Hey, it's um, all it's always good. It's always fun and uh, always always, always something new. So we, we really don't know ever know where we're going, which Never. is the weirdest part. Never. So thank you for joining us. You I, remember when we used to shut this part off? From the recording. Oh yeah, this and was the, this was offline, and now, now we like do it how now. Bad, how many people we just angered, and now, uh, like, now it's just who did we offend? I like that we got into that with a couple of silly accents, and then we just took it and ran with it. Oh my gosh, that's where it started. That, that is, is where it started. That is where, it started. That is where it's, it's begun. I remember um, the beginning of podcast, but I love where it went. It was it was informative. It was uh, this was yeah. uh, this is good conversation between go, you and I. I must go catch moose and squirrel. <laughs> I will see you next time on podcast, Patrick. Uh, hey, uh, thanks for tuning into a Center and Saint podcast. Uh, I hope you're enjoying these as much as we are. Keep... Further proof, we're just a couple idiots who don't really know hey, what couple, we're doing. A couple everyday no guys that are just really having some conversations <laughs> and inviting you into it. There is no filter. There is no production. Uh, just a couple of guys in the moment. So hope you're enjoying it. Keep tuning in. Uh, let us know. Uh, you got a question uh, or feedback or a suggestion for us or a drink cocktail that we can do. Let us know that. I didn't t- send this out with a, a spirit, did I? Did we completely s- just do, do it we- now? You've got, you've got like... I'm going to give you 54 seconds. So go into your week creating space for the other and the different. And in that, see the things where they offer beauty in life in your regular life. Wow, we really don't have a script. What in the world are we doing? We stink at this. Guys, uh, tell a friend, tell a family member. uh, Don't tell a racist. We're against that. (laughs) We'll see you next Sunday at 6 a.m. Bye-bye. Thanks.